Hello, and welcome to episode four of Kidlit These Days, a Book Riot podcast. Kidlit These Days is your Kidlit connoisseurs, pairing the best of children's literature with what's going on in the world today. I'm Karina Yan Glazer, alongside Matthew Winner, and we are here to have conversations that create opportunities for parents, grandparents, teachers, librarians, and all who love children's books to engage in the world through literature in a deeper and broader way. We are recording on April 25th, 2019. So next week, um, May 6th through 10th, is Teachers Appreciation Week, and we love teachers. We think they're awesome. So we (laughs) thought we would dedicate this episode to all the uh, awesome, amazing teachers out there, and I thought we could share a little bit about our own memories of awesome teachers. Matthew, is there a teacher that you remember that was particularly amazing and awesome that impacted your life? Oh my word, there's so many teachers. You know, when I was in undergrad, they talked about, uh, one of my professors said that that people are drawn to teaching for one of two reasons most often. It's either because you had a really great teacher and you want to emulate them, or you had a really challenging teacher and you want to be the change. The opposite, yeah. <laughs> I, I feel really grateful to have a, had so many wonderful beacons of love in my life. Um, but one that comes to mind is uh, Mrs. Wall. When I was growing up, Mrs. Wall was our, I guess we would call it like a GT teacher. She was like our, um, um, some sort of a gifted and talented pull out extracurricular teacher. But she was the one that um, I would be pulled um, from, I think, grades three to seven. I was with her um, throughout uh, in my Pennsylvania school to to do things with other students where we were um, reading books and making plays and designing amusement parks and doing science experiments and growing sprouts in a jar and just everything, all the things. I can remember all the things with her. And I just remember how much she she made us feel loved and how easily it was to see that she loved being with us. So like, how do you, how do you not think of teachers like that? Karina, what, 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 tell me about one of your favorite teachers. Okay. So like you, I had a lot of really memorable and wonderful teachers. Um, but the teacher that I think about the most is a teacher I had in high school, um, who was, brand new to teaching. She was right out of college and she was super young. And so all of us in class, we were like, oh, what is she going to be like? She's She looks like she's one of us. Like <laughs> we didn't really know what to expect. And she came in and she taught us like she expected us to um, change the world. And I just... We just all fell in love with her because she just had these expectations for us that we weren't just like these high school students that didn't know what we were doing, that were just sort of, you know, crawling through life. Like she really knew that we all had potential and she really kept us to that standard. And I just remember that and love that about her. And I had her every single year in high school. Um, She did a bunch of electives as well. So I took all of her electives and I would sometimes go to her class um, after school and chat with her. And she was just so kind. She had so much wisdom. She treated, um, she treated me like, I don't know, like so special. It was just like a wonderful relationship. And I just adored her so much. Karina, I'm so glad you had somebody like that in your life. I think all of us that are teachers 
we strive to have those relationships with students and we don't always get to hear them. I reached out over social media and asked um, friends and followers if they likewise had any teachers that really were special in their lives. And author Nikki Grimes wrote, Mrs. Evelyn Wexler, my high school English teacher. I choose her for a wide variety of reasons, but the one that springs to mind is this. She was the first person to teach me that good enough isn't. Rather than allowing me to rest on my natural talent with language, she pushed me to dig deep and make each piece of writing the very best that it could be. No teacher had ever done that before. This lesson has made all the difference in my writing. Uh, I oh, love that. So awesome. <laughs> it is so And Nikki awesome. Grimes, I mean, yeah. Yeah. She's amazing. We're going to get into a, a whole lot more teacher love. But before that, why don't I introduce our first sponsor? So- Struggling to keep up with the latest releases, story of my life. Want to keep an eye on what's coming out in the next few months for work or your own personal pre-ordering needs? If you need help turbocharging your TBR, Book Riot Insiders is here for you. Our new release index, available at the novel level for just $5 a month, is curated by resident Velosa reader Liberty Hardy from the All the Books podcast. She keeps track of the most exciting books pre-publication so that you can browse them, know when your favorite author's next novel hits stores, or find your next favorite read. Just go to insiders.bookriot.com to sign up. Man, Karina, let me tell you what, I am constantly struggling with what is coming out. Yes. Having someone be able to be like, hey, heads up, here's the stuff you're going to love. Here's the stuff you should look for. Yes. Definitely worthwhile. Yes. And Liberty is super fun to follow. She is a great bookish energy and um, she has a really cool Instagram account. It's Franzen Comes Alive, I think, on Instagram. And it's just filled with book photos. Like she has an attic in her house that's just filled with books. And she has two brand new kittens as well as a, um, a cat that she's had for a while. And she photographs them a lot. And so her, uh, she's just super fun to follow. And she's just lovely and high energy and cool. So um, definitely, I would definitely trust her with any of my reading TBR questions. Cats, an attic full of books. <laughs> yes, what's not to love? Account. <laughs> Put her on the list. That's right. <laughs> yes. All right. So in honor of Teachers Appreciation Week, we are going to discuss amazing teachers in Kidlet. And like Matthew and I, you probably remember those teachers that have made a profound impact in your lives. And in my own work, I interact with lots of teachers and librarians and educators. And um, I do a lot of school visits and talking about my books and other people's books and talking about the power of books. And I had a really awesome school visit yesterday. And mm, I wanted so to... Recent. Yes. I mean, I feel like whenever I go to a school visit, amazing things happen. Um, really? Whether it's interactions with the kids or with the educators or just seeing what people are doing in the classroom. And it just makes me so excited. But um, this one yesterday was so fun because... Um, I went in and the librarian was there and she was so excited and she's, you know, we go up in the elevator and she's like, the kids are very excited to meet you. And I'm like, oh, okay, good. I'm like, have they read the book? And she's like, yes, they've read the book and they've 
read like a lot of them have read the second book and that's pretty unusual usually um when i go to school visits maybe some of the kids have read the book or um it's generally not all of them so i was like great like i look forward to talking to them and i get out of the elevator and there are all these signs everywhere with um like signs pointing in certain directions like go this way and go this way and then you know i'm like following these signs and they're leading to the library and um in my book the vanderbeekers of 141st street there is a map with lots of street signs. And so as I'm getting close to the library, there's like these street signs that they had made out of cardboard that are in the hallway. And they had um, recreated um, the bakery that's in the book, which is called Castleman's Bakery. Like <laughs> they uh, <laughs> put a sign in front of the science lab, like this is Castleman's Bakery. And then I walk into the library and it's just um, filled with uh, all these pieces of artwork that represent trees and flowers. And those are um, themes from my second book, The Vanderbeekers and the Hidden Garden. And it was just so amazing. Like they had stayed after school the day before with their librarian and decorated the library. And they were just such amazing kids. And I could really see the impact that she had on these students because they just they loved reading the library. I just felt was just like the heart of the school. Like and I went in there, it was just such a warm space and you could tell the kids really owned it and they were really excited about reading and the librarian um, was so knowledgeable about everything, like all the books and like she had carefully curated all the shelves and there was just books facing out everywhere and it was just amazing. And I was just very grateful that there are people like her and you that exist that um, can instill that love of reading and literature um, with their students. And it just made me so happy to be there. Oh, and inviting a, a world for children. You know, children read your books, love your books, picture the, um, the, I was waiting for you to say that like, as they were, um, as you were approaching the doors to the library, that they had made it like the, the, um, the what's the the character the man who owns the building oh <laughs> mr peterman like, yeah. yeah, Peter his doorstep i was like oh no what are they leaving on the doorstep as you approach that was so oh, funny we- yeah so the door was decorated like um in the second book there's it's about like a locked up lot that is abandoned and filled with ivy and weed so i go to the door and it's like all these signs like no trespassing, keep out. And there's like, you know, pictures of weeds and a fence. It was very cool. They just That's went awesome. all out. Yeah, they were they were amazing. <laughs> Have a teacher, though, help them to live in that world. That's yes. what I was going to say. You read a book and you, you individually enter that world. But to then be invited to to live in that world together and then bring the author in. You were invited into a space that was a shared space. Mm-hmm. That's a really special thing for a teacher to provide that space for children um, and and that level of, of intimacy and also their opportunity to give something back to you. They made something for you. They made a memory for you, an experience for you. Yeah. I love, it's those kind of things. You know, I'm constantly watching uh, like the, the kid lit internet, um, the <laughs> yeah. education internet so all the time. Yeah. Uh-huh. Because I think teachers on, on the internet have really made everything so special. I've watched teachers take over or lay claim in different spaces and just make them 
incredible spaces of resources, resource sharing, of lifting each other up. I think about how Pinterest, um, educators on Pinterest have just made things amazing. Mm -hmm. On Twitter, I feel like there's this beautiful community. Um, I wanted to highlight a couple uh, of, of, of places that I look to over and over that I think affirm the hard work that teachers are doing and also um, help connect the literature community to those classrooms. And I think authors and illustrators and parents and teachers and librarians, we all can be connected together, but we don't always know where to go to start. So right away, my brain thinks about Jillian Heisey's classroom book a day, Mm -hmm. which is that challenge of reading a different book every single day as a class. And, um, sharing it. A lot of teachers will put up a a giant wall of every book that they've read throughout that entire school year. Um, It's something based on um, something that Donalyn Miller of Nerdy Book Club uh, did with Book A Day, uh, encouraging teachers to read 40 books over the summer. Mm -hmm. And of course, then bringing up Donalyn, I can't help but mention Nerdy Book Club, this shared space that she and Colby Sharp um, helped to found online that is a, a, a space that exists where teachers and librarians, and authors, and illustrators are all communicating about literature and literacy and readers together. That's a shared space. It's a beautiful... You've been on Nerdy Book Club, right? Yes, and uh, Nerd Camps, too. The Nerd Camps are really cool. And you've been to the Nerd Camps that they've Mm -hmm. been holding, right? The, The Ed Camp... The, um, the, 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 the flipped conference style where, where you arrive and you learn together and there's a great equalizer of just, there's no one expert in that building. You're as smart as the room is. Mm-hmm. I love that. A lot of, um, shared knowledge and transfer of knowledge between people who are in the classroom and authors and it's wonderful. Definitely. And that's what I get out of the education community all the time is shared knowledge that we are all learning. We are lifelong learners. And I think good teachers embrace being lifelong learners. And that's why the, one of the other spaces that I, I love um, is through a podcast. And one in particular is Karina Allen's Books Between podcast. I have loved Karina Allen's work forever. She, she and I worked together back when, when I was doing a website, or working on a website called All the Wonders. Um, she's done this podcast that not only champions books, but speaks directly from her experience as a fifth grade teacher. And my word, she talks about her students all the time. Mm-hmm. And every time she mentions, while I'm doing this thing with my students, or I'm considering doing this thing with my kids, I I just, it, it, it makes my heart so warm. And I'm just beaming because it's a teacher talking about their students. And that relationship is just, like, so Karina, let me tell you briefly that I don't teach your kids. But if you had kids at my school, one of the most special things for you to be aware of as a parent is that so many of us in this building, we love your children and we honor and are grateful for the fact that you allow us the privilege of teaching them, of spending the day with them. That is such a special thing to do, to get to be in that space and then to be able to connect through these things online. Mm-hmm. It's just a neat thing. So I, I, I'm really feeling, I'm feeling the love for getting to <laughs> shout out the great things that teachers are doing. And also, as we're going to twist it in a second, the great teachers in literature, because it's all a love letter, I think, round and round. Mm-hmm. A love letter to the kids, a love letter back to the teachers, a love letter to the people writing. So you've got uh, an interesting twist that you mentioned you wanted to talk about next. Oh, yeah. Okay. But let me just 
um, second your Karina Allen shout out because <laughs> um, I really love her podcast. And I just have to say something about her wonderful voice. Doesn't she have the best voice? Like whenever oh, I hear so her, funny. I'm like, oh, it's so <laughs> soothing. <laughs> I always tell her whenever I see her, I'm like, you should narrate audiobooks. Your voice is just amazing. And um, the other thing I appreciate about her podcast is that she um, – She's so honest about being a teacher, and she shares um, not just the success stories in her classroom, but the struggles in her classroom, like what has worked and what hasn't worked and why it hasn't worked. And some of it is because it's just not a strength of hers, and sometimes it's just she couldn't get her kids together to to make something happen, and that happens as well in the classroom. And I just love her honesty. Um, Because of that honesty, I have no doubt that – the person she presents on that podcast is the exact same person that those kids know. Yes. And that to me is something that is so generous for her to show us that person. And then to have affirmed that like, that's the kind of person that is in front of our children every day. Yep. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine having your kids in her classroom? It would just be the best. <laughs> it would just be so wonderful. <laughs> um, anyways, yeah. So she's the podcast host of Books Between, and we'll link in the show notes her um, her podcast. Um, the other thing I was thinking about as we were talking about teachers um, is that there are quite a bunch of teachers who are also authors. So there are probably thousands, but um, the ones that come to mind for me, um, Jake Burt, he wrote Greetings from Witness Protection. He's a fifth grade teacher in Connecticut. And Greetings from Witness Protection is so hilarious. And you could totally tell that he's a fifth grade teacher because he's just (laughs) got that humor, that middle grade humor right on. It's about a girl named Nikki who's in the foster care system. And um, the government starts... um, they want to place her in a home that is um, going into witness protection because they needed to change the number, like the family makeup to make it harder for them to find. So they just sort of add her to the family. And she's also like sort of like this um, amazing, uh, I don't know, like she's very wily. (laughs) So they're like, you would be perfect to help protect them. So that was one book that I had thought of. Um, Jake is an amazing teacher, um, an amazing person. So I was, I'm really happy that he's writing middle grade. Um, Kate Mesner is, um, has been an educator for a long time. I think right now she's full-time writing, but she's the author of a number of picture books, including Over and Under the Snow, which is an amazing picture book. Um, Breakout, I think is her latest middle grade, which came out last year. And then she writes a lot of these really fun um, chapter books um, called Ranger in Time. And I always suggest those books for kids who love historical fiction. So if you like the I Survive series or um, any of those uh, series that talk about historical events, um, she does a great job writing about this dog named Ranger who gets transported in time, um, which is super fun. Um, There's a new book by author Sandy Stark McGinnis, and she also teaches fifth grade. And her new book is called Extraordinary Birds, and that comes out, um, well, it'll be out by the time the podcast is is published. And Extraordinary Birds is a super great book um, about a girl who is also in the foster care system. And I just found it very poignant and beautiful 
And just really quickly, there's just so many of them, but Tori Maldonado, yeah. he, he wrote Tight is his last, uh, the last book he wrote, which came out last year. It's a middle grade book. Um, that was fantastic. He's a, he's a middle grade teacher in Brooklyn and Alicia D. Williams. I'll end on that one. Um, she came out with her debut middle grade book called Genesis Begins Again. And mm-hmm. I wanted to shout out this book because her bio was written by her students. So I just wanted to read it really quick. So her bio on the back flap of the book It says, Alicia D. Williams is a teacher. Her students created a list of what they wanted you to know about her. Number one, Miss Williams is the bomb. Number two, the awesome thing about her is that she cares about all of us. Number three, she makes me like history. Four, in her class, we dance, sing, and unleash our own personalities. Number five, she makes us laugh with all her jokes. Number six, she won't let us be unsuccessful. Number seven, she always brings her happy spirit. Number eight, she gets us. Number nine, she is funny, fantastic, bodacious. Number 10, she's from Detroit, Michigan, and now she lives in Charlotte, North Carolina with her daughter, Nay. And I just thought that was so sweet when I read that bio. It just made me love her. (laughs) I just thought it was so awesome. All right. So listeners, if you are an author or an illustrator, hit us up on Twitter. Let us know that you are also a teacher and a writer and all that. I thought immediately of one of my favorite authors and teachers, author teachers, is Abby Hanlon, who writes the Dory Fantastic Oh, I series. love those books. They're so <laughs> like My fun. brain just goes with like, oh my word, so many people come from teaching. Yeah. It's wonderful. Mm-hmm. We have a special guest today. Karina Allen is one of my favorite teachers. And as mentioned, she's the host of the Books Between podcast. She's a fifth grade teacher of 15 years, and she works in New York. Actually, I'm going to let her introduce herself to you. All right. I am Karina Allen. I am a fifth grade teacher in central New York. I use the pronouns she and her, and I teach fifth grade. And I'm so happy to be here with you, Matthew. Ooh, Karina, not only do you teach fifth grade, but you are the host of my favorite podcast. (laughs) You host Books Between. I've known you since your podcast was a baby, and I love that. But I also love that through your podcast, I feel like I know you as a teacher, and I know your classroom. So for those that haven't met you that way yet, could you please just tell us a little bit about your classroom and what supporting readers looks like in your classroom? Sure. I have a self-contained inclusive classroom, which means that I teach all subjects and we have a variety of students with all kinds of needs in our classroom and sometimes several other adults as well. So it can be very busy in there. Right now we've got about 21 students, but in our district, we have a lot of kids coming and going. So that poses its own challenges sometimes. Right now, physically, our classroom um, well, right now it looks a lot like Hogwarts because we're about to um, finish up our read aloud of Harry Potter for the big anniversary. And so we've got uh, the house banners up. We've got the sorting hat in the corner. Someone even donated a cutout of Hermione and uh, Harry, although not Ron, which is kind of bothering us. So uh, <laughs> right now it looks a lot like that, but in my fifth grade classroom, we have a pretty big classroom library that I've been working on and curating and building and weeding for the last 15 years. And that's really the heart of our classroom. 
I love that. And you know, the reason, one of the reasons why we're talking today on this topic is because we're celebrating Teacher Appreciation Week, and we want to make sure we throw that love to not only the teachers that we had, but these great teachers in children's literature. And man, Hogwarts brings up a ton of great teachers. <laughs> yes. But I'd, I'd love to know if there was a teacher that impacted you growing up. And if you don't mind sharing just a little bit about what that impact might have looked like on you, on your, on your profession. Yeah, absolutely. There were two teachers that were a huge impact on me. One was my fourth grade teacher, Mrs. Simiel. And I vividly remember her reading aloud to us after lunch every day, The Search for Delicious by Natalie Babbitt. And I can't recall that she did amazing voices or anything, but I fell in love with that story and I fell in love with the read aloud experience. And I remember she dimmed the lights and we had snacks and it was just a great moment in our classroom. And I feel like since then, I've been trying to recreate that ever since in my own class with my own students. Um, so I think for her, she really modeled for me what it felt like to be read out loud too. And that's something that I've always wanted to make sure that I did in my own classroom and made time for it every day. Um, The other teacher that had a huge impact on me was in high school. And I will just call her Mrs. N. Um, And (laughs) it was a little bit more of a a complicated relationship. I was in high school, so I don't know, maybe I was a little bit more snarky or whatever. But we didn't always like her or appreciate how much she pushed us. Um, I was a reader, but I don't think I was a very sophisticated reader. And I remember I had a project where we had to go into depth with a topic or an author, and I wanted to do mine on Stephen King because I really liked Stephen King. And I remember she she called him just some pulp author. And <laughs> and at the time, I was like, oh. And now I would I would not handle that the same way. <laughs> um but she really did encourage me to push myself to read more sophisticated text or complicated text, a variety of texts that pushed me outside my comfort zone. And I don't know that I always thought she handled it in the best way. I mean, this was back in the mid-90s, so things were a little bit different. But um, instead, I remember reading Anna Karenina and really liking it a lot more than I thought that I would. And she also encouraged me because she knew that I was involved in the school's um, LGBTQ ally uh, organization. And so she found for me a ton of books by lesbian authors. And I did this whole project, which at the looking back, that was pretty progressive for the mid nineties. Um, so she really pushed me, even though myself and a lot of other students balked at that. Um, She brought in local authors, which was really unheard of at the time. Her classroom was full of books, which now for me, I I don't even think I realized what an impact that had on me until recently when I realized, oh yeah, Mrs. N was really the first teacher that I knew that filled her classroom with books like that. Um, She made us go see a Shakespeare play. Like it was required. And at the time I thought, I have a job. I don't have time for this. But (laughs) I was really glad in retrospect that she she made us do that. But one the thing that really stands out to me about um, my experience with her is that she was 
forced out uh, of the school because a parent complained that a book in her classroom uh, had a poem that they thought was too racy and irreligious. I won't tell you the title here on the podcast, um, but they they pushed her out and it had a huge impact on me because she was unapologetic about it. And out of the thousands of books in her classroom that made such an impact on all of her students, there was one book with one poem that someone found objectionable. And I don't know, it just made a huge, huge impact on me. I can see. And uh, to know that that, that one challenge that the power was given to those individuals to take take not only that book away but that teacher away and that disservice that it means to take a teacher away from a student it actually makes me think um the other way too how lucky you were to have her and how many students didn't but that today we are more connected than we ever before and practices i think are being shared more widely than ever before and that is actually precisely how I know you. So I wonder for you, Karina, as we wrap up our chat, what inspired or compelled you to bring your classroom online, to bring your classroom into this podcast, to to just be a connected educator and, and be so um, forthright with what goes on in your practice, with the things that you try and the things that don't work out or the things that do, you're, you're really transparent with your classroom online. And I wonder what um, inspired you to bring your class online in the first place. Well, I think a few years ago, I was really inspired by other educators on Twitter, by the book whisper, by Donald, by Donald and Miller, like so many others were that I really, really wanted to take my own reading life and teaching life more seriously, to be knowledgeable about books that I would be recommending my stu- recommending to my students that were outside what was put in front of me. And I started to have a lot of similar conversations with other teachers and librarians about what books we were reading, about strategies that we were trying and failing at in our classrooms, um, why classroom libraries were so important. And I think that because I kept having the same conversations over and over again, I thought, well, maybe I'll try creating something that I could share these conversations out with a wider audience. So that's really why I started Books Between. I was ready for something new and wanted to try a podcast format because I love podcasts myself. I have a long commute. So to me, I thought I was ready to try something like that. And I think as far as being open and and vulnerable or transparent, the people that I respect the most are open about their failures and what they've learned. And they're not just about presenting that glossy image of perfection. So I appreciate that. And I feel like I learn more from when I fail, when I start doing classroom book a day and I only make it halfway through the year, even though I have this huge display and it seems like a very public failure. Um, but there's a lot to learn from that. And, you know, I, I think with when you share anything online, you are, are vulnerable to people criticizing what you do. And that's happened to me before. But to say, okay, I hear what you're saying. Yes, the uh, March Book Madness display that 
I posted was awfully white and male. Uh, let me check that out. And honestly, that experience led me to doing a uh, audit of our classroom library, which made me a better educator and um, got some great books into my students' hands. So I think you don't learn anything unless you are honest. So, mm. <laughs> Karina Allen, happy Teacher Appreciation Week. Karina Yanglazer and I, we appreciate you a whole lot. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you so much. This episode is sponsored by TBR, Book Riot's new subscription service offering tailored book recommendations for readers of all stripes. Been dreaming of a stitch fix for books? Now it's here. Tell TBR about your reading preferences and what you're looking for and sit back while your bibliologist handpicks recommendations just for you. TBR offers plans to receive hardcover books in the mail or recommendations by email, so there's an option for every budget. Each TBR delivery contains three titles or three new hardcovers, and you'll receive a new shipment every three months. Give your bibliologist feedback, update your requests to stay in line with your reading goals and expanding horizons, and basically have your own personal book concierge. Visit mytbr.co to sign up today. That's M-Y-T-B-R dot C-O. All right. Well, it is time to talk about books, Karina. Yes. We are going to talk about, let's list as as many <laughs> as we can. And again, listeners, we have got your back. We will have all of the books mentioned in the show notes, links to everything in the show notes. But let's do a lightning round of picture books, middle grade comics featuring outstanding teachers. Yeah. You want to start? Okay. Yes. All right. So my first choice is Ghost by Jason Reynolds. And I just love the coach in this book. He's so awesome. So the book is about um, a kid named Ghost. Um, his real name is Castle Cranshaw. And he um, joins a track team. And it's sort of, um, it's not really on purpose. He sort of stumbles along this track team and just challenges one of the runners on the team. And he ends up being this fantastic runner. And then the coach sort of brings him under his wing and starts uh, mentoring him in a, in a, in a way. And I love this one scene in this book where the coach takes all the new runners out to Chinese food. And it's just <laughs> such a sweet scene about them all going to this restaurant and ghost has never really had that opportunity to go to a restaurant and just choose what he wants from the menu and it's just priceless to like to read that scene it's just so sweet to see them interact with that and i don't know i just love the coach in this book all right your turn (laughs) i have a bunch but i also reached out to people and the one my, my friend angie moore recommended one and i I'm I'm going to recommend a book that I think most of you know, and that's called Harry Potter. You maybe <laughs> have heard of the series, but yeah. she immediately shouted out Professor Lupin. And to me, that is one of the greatest teachers. Yes. Lupin was everything to me. I was so grateful that, that, that to have a character to bond with, to connect with, to see as this figure that you look up to uh-huh. and that would probably care for you in real life. Um, Clearly, I have a deep affection for Lupin. Um, and this is not just because I'm a Hufflepuff, but um, yeah. I'm not a Hufflepuff, yeah. 
There you go. <laughs> give us give us some really great characters, some really awful ones too. I think of Dolores Umbridge. Oh my gosh, awful, Professor Lupin. Yeah. Shout out to Lupin. Yes, love that. All right, so my next one is a book that has not come out yet. It will be out in May, May 14th, and it's called Pie in the Sky by Remy Lai. And this is a middle grade book, but it's um, really heavily illustrated. It's almost like a cross between like a regular novel and a graphic novel. And um, so it's about um, this family who moves um, to Australia and they don't know English. So basically, it's just like the story about um, these kids who move to a new place and everything is foreign. And I really loved and appreciated Remy's illustrations because she has these illustrations where the main character is sort of standing on public transportation and it's like, all the people have turned into Martians <laughs> or like the thought bubbles <laughs> are like filled with hieroglyphics instead of words. And it's just very poignant to think about that. Um, and to think about, you know, so many kids who to travel to a, a new country and are uh, learning different languages as a second language. And I really love this book. And there is a teacher in here, Miss Scrapple, who really is the this is the one to reach out to the main character who's having a really hard time embracing English. And she uh, meets with him after school and works with him and she gives him this electronic dictionary and it's just super sweet. And I just really appreciated um, that character and the way that, that she reached out to him. Mm, that was a good one. I'm going to, I'm going to jump back to another recommendation from a friend uh, that Elaine Magliaro, who is, <laughs> I should also point out a teacher and a writer. Very funny. Um, um, recommended Miss Nelson from Miss Nelson is Missing. Yes. She writes, Miss Nelson was never missing. She had a unique, hilarious method for dealing with an out of control group of school children. So good. Those teacher tricks, there's so many great <laughs> teacher tricks. I love it. That's so, that's so great. Um, okay. So I'm up again. Uh, I love this book is called The Best Man by Richard Peck. And this book is super sweet. It's about this boy, a coming of age story of this boy who lives with his parents. And he has a bunch of really strong, wonderful male figures in his life. One is his father, one is his grandfather, one is his uncle, and then one turns out to be his new teacher. So um, in this book, um, he has a main teacher, and then they get sort of a a teacher in training one day and he comes in the door and all the kids are like, wow, like where did he come from? And he used to be in the military. So he's like just very fit. And, you know, all the kids are just like, this is amazing. And he makes them do all these like exercises in the morning. And it was, it was pretty funny because, um, Mr. Peck, uh, he writes, since, so the teacher's name is Mr. MacLeod, and he writes, since Mr. MacLeod wasn't a real teacher yet, he kept coming up with new ideas. We started every morning with some National Guard workout routines, just what we could do next to our desks. And I just love, like, <laughs> that idea, like, oh, he wasn't a real teacher yet, so he was able to do all these, like, interesting things with us. And I thought that was a funny way of looking at it from a kid's perspective. Nice. We have not talked about a ton of picture books yet. And because we're just doing like little 30 second bouncing back and forth, I'm going to cheat and get a whole swath of them in one time by saying Patricia Polacco's books about teachers. Yeah. She ha loves and cares for the teachers from her life. I think of the first time I read, thank you, Mr. Falker, 
a beautiful story. Um, she writes often about um, about coming from poverty or coming from um, not being able to read or having less than or feeling different from. And she really affirms these figures in her life and in the life of her characters, the art teacher, the classroom teacher, um, the principal, these different individuals that meant something and the way that that memory can stick throughout your life into adulthood is something really special. So yay for the way Patricia Palaka sees and remembers teachers. Yeah, I really love her books. Um, okay, so my next one is Miss Bixby's Last Day by John oh, David that Anderson. Was so good. Come yes. on. So that's a middle oh, grade book. Great. And what I love about this is it's sort of mysterious in the beginning. There's these three kids and they're all in the same class. They have the same teacher, Miss Bixby, and then they're all like they leave class and they're they have this mission and they have all these different things that they want to do and you're not quite sure why they're doing it and what's going on and you slowly learn the story as um, the book goes on, but there's this really poignant part in the middle where we're discovering um, how Miss Bixby has affected all of them in a really special way. And there is this one character who um, his father is not well, and so he's been doing a lot of the grocery shopping. And it's snowing outside. He has the groceries, and he's remembering um, this moment where you know he was getting the groceries, and the weather was terrible, and Miss Bixby drives by and stops and she sees him and offers him a ride and he just sort of tries to ignore her and not um, accept the help and then he ends up sort of finding a way to connect with her and I just love the way she just reached out and stopped and waited and just was there for him. And I feel like that is so special when teachers do that. And I feel like they do that every single day. And this book made me cry so much. And I really loved it. That book devastated me. I loved it. I loved right in the top of the story where where the kids are like, there are four kinds of teachers. And you just get from the outset that Miss Bixby is the greatest kind of teacher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that these kids would do anything for her. I love that. There's another amazing, I mean, talk about like this book made me cry too. Um, But Mr. Daniels in Fish in a Tree by Linda Mullally Hunt. Um, For those that are unfamiliar with the story, the main character, Allie, um, has moved around a lot. Her dad, I believe, is in the military, if I remember right. Um, But her she has struggled in school, but because she's moved around a lot, her coping mechanism is is to be the class clown mm-hmm. so that no one really pays attention to her. And she just sort of sails by, but she gets all the way, I believe it's into fourth grade with Mr. Daniels and she cannot read. And he, I, he recognizes this in her and um, destigmatizes it and works with her. Um, and it, we learn that Mr. Daniels is getting his um, um, degree in special education um, the way that he sees and works with not only Allie, but the entire school, the entire classroom, I mean, to be compassionate uh, and to to help every child fit and see that they need to pick themselves up, but that others will be here to support them when they do. I just found Fish in a Tree to be such a beautiful testament to the work a teacher can do in the life of a child. Yeah, and I have the book in front of me right now, and I was just 
thumbing through it while you were talking and her inscription, her dedication in the beginning. Um, I just love to read it. It says four teachers who see the child before the student who remind us that we all have special gifts to offer the world who foster the importance of standing out rather than fitting in. Isn't that just so sweet? <laughs> I just love that. So great. Okay, so we're running out of time. So I will just do one more book. Um, it's another middle grade book. It's called The Wednesday Wars by Gary D. Schmidt. And I just love this book so much. Um, I've read it so many times. I've read it with my daughters. My daughters have um, wanted me to read it again. So I read it again out loud. And it's about this boy named Hauling Hoodhood. And he just starts seventh grade with Mrs. Baker. And she's a teacher who he thinks totally hates his guts. And um, it's just a story of them getting to know each other and how they end up trusting each other and trusting each other with some serious things in their own lives. And helping each other and finding compassion. And it's just a really lovely, funny, poignant, and touching book. It also won the Newbery Honor um, the year it came out. So it's just a really, it's a great book. And Gary has a wonderful way of telling a story. And yeah, I found it very touching. He is a fantastic storyteller. And I, uh, as we're talking, Karina, as we're talking as fast as we can, <laughs> I, I just keep like thinking of limit. more and more books. <laughs> yes. we, we didn't talk about Wonder. We didn't talk about Harbor Me. And I'm positive those of you listening have so many books that you're just shouting out <laughs> through your earbuds um, at all the books that we didn't mention. So please hit us up at Kidlit These Days at bookriot.com. Send us an email or tweet to us. We can't wait to hear these other books uh, because, you know, when we talk about books, we just make the world a better place. We're going to have everything that we mentioned on the show notes, which will be at bookriot.com slash listen. So definitely go there to find everything that we mentioned. And um, yeah, I can't wait <laughs> to see what everyone else says. There's going to be some stuff that's going to be like, yeah, of course. Well, how do we miss that book? Right. But oh, there's so many. There the are hundreds. Thing. That's, yeah, that's why we thing. had to talk so fast in this episode. There's right. like so much to talk about. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyways, thank you so much for joining us. As always, we would love your feedback on this podcast and always appreciate a rating on Apple Podcasts. When you do that, you also help other people find us. You can find me, Karina Yan Glazer, on Twitter at Karina Yan Glazer and on Instagram at Karina is reading and writing. And you can find me, Matthew Winner, on Twitter at, at Matthew Winner and on Instagram at Matthew C. Winner. If you have a story idea for this podcast, please reach out to us on social media or email us at kidlit these days at bookriot.com. We would love to hear what you're thinking about and what you would like to see or hear on this show. May your coming days be storied and may the good stories keep on coming.